Hello, Voice Coaches Radio listeners. This is Sam, but don't worry, Josh is on the way. I just wanted to let you know that this is a special two-part episode because we had so much time and so much content with Stoika that we wanted to separate it into two episodes. So without further ado, please enjoy part one of our interview with Stoika Serafini. Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. And welcome into this week's edition of Voice Coaches Radio. I am Josh. He is Sam. We are delighted to have you joining us here this week. Sam, how are we doing? I am doing so well, Josh. How are you today? I, I can't complain. You know, I don't feel I like I ever complain. asked you that question in return. I've realized this the last couple of weeks. I was like, you know what? I let Josh ask you me know, it and was, I never returned the I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I noticed it and <laughs> it was kind of hurt my feelings a little bit, but that's all right. I I'm got over surprised. it. I cried a little bit, but I got over it. I got I'm over not it. Um, and not only am I delighted to see you, Sam, as always. Oh, thank you, Josh. But we are delighted to have a special guest with us this Super week. Super excited. On Voice Coaches Radio. Yeah, so today in studio with us, it's not just Josh, it's not just me, it's actually none other than our local celebrity, Stoika Serafini. <laughs> Stoika has been a student with us for a few months now, and Stoika is one of those wonderful examples that we, well, we'll get into that in a moment, but Stoika is from around the Capital Region, and Stoika is one of the most tenacious people that I've ever met. I think she is exceptional in a lot of ways, but one of those hustle. ways. She got the hustle. She's got the hustle. She got the hustle. And this is something we can all learn from, absolutely. Hi, Stoika. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Oh, we're fantastic. Thanks Great. for joining us today. Oh, thanks for inviting me. It's been awesome being part of this. Thank you. You're welcome. You don't have to lie, but I appreciate <laughs> you doing that. I, I do mean, appreciate I it. Mean, I mean, it wasn't a lie. I was... Half it's, lie, half truth. Let's put it that still, way. <laughs> it's still early in the podcast. Things can take a turn. Quickly. It's like if you were to serve me pizza and I was telling you, oh, it's so good. In my head, it's like, wait, this is terrible. But I'm, I'm going to say anyway, just to it's make it feel pizza, better. Though. It's I mean, still how pizza. How bad can it be? It's still pizza. <laughs> I mean, if it's burnt, yeah, we're going to have to talk about it. But anyway, it's great to talk to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, you're going to fit right into this podcast. This is exactly what happens for the first 5, 10, 15, sometimes 20 minutes with sometimes Josh the and entire, I. Sometimes, sometimes the, the entire, entire time. Show, yeah. We just talk about pizza and it goes all over the place. Like, what we supposed to talk about today? Voice acting. Got it. Voice acting. It's pizza. good talking. Okay, pizza. Pepperoni, olives, and sausage. Mm. Olives. Get out of here. All right, like boys. <laughs> I love Seriously? olives. Black Gross. olives. Gross. You know, you know how, here's how you like olives. You go to Spain. I used to hate olives until I went to Spain and had them uh, as, a, as a little uh, I've been in, I've been Sam, dish. Sam, correction, you go to Greece or Italy. Oh, that's that's say, that I've never been to Greece. Blue. I was going to say, I've been, in, I've been in the Mediterranean, you know, I've been in the Mediterranean, but I still don't like, I still don't like olives. You are missing out. You are missing out, my friend. I, I am Greek and Italian. You, what's the matter with you? I, I don't, I don't, my, my grandfather used to say they were a passion fruit and that always creeped me out a little bit because it's my grandfather, but, but they you know really what? are. Hey, my Zadie did what he did. Uh, so on that note. I don't even want to say that, but. That's, anyway. There's nothing, nothing to say on that. So, much, so many more stories about your Zadie. Uh, I will tell you more stories. Don't you worry. That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole. That's a different podcast altogether. Um, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do a, a brand new. It's gonna be a, a little spinoff of this show. It's called uh, Me and My Zadie. Um, so, Stoika, you know, I guess first of all, you know, we're introducing yourself to uh, to our listener. A couple, plural. Few of them. Plural. There's uh, a few. We have, we have more than one. Um, so I guess just tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your background. Tell yeah. us, you know, uh, you know about. I guess what what drew you here. Sure. So speaking of the Mediterranean, I was born in Bulgaria, which is actually right near Romania, and it's in the border of the Black Sea. And within that region, there's Greece, Italy, and so on and so forth. So I was born in Slovin, Bulgaria, and then I immigrated to America when I was three years old. My um, parents were American Italian, and they wanted to have a family. And with, it took him about three years to adopt me. 
And then I came December 15th, uh, 1996, I believe. And I was her Christmas present. And that's kind of where it all began. So I, you, were, you were three years old when you came to America and were ado- about when you were adopted. Is that correct? Yes. That's awesome. Was English your first language? It was not. Baby, was not. technically baby, they didn't really have a lot to teach me in the orphanage. I was surrounded by women, but they didn't really have a moment to sit down with every child and teach them Bulgarian. So mm. I kind of just had to... Learn all from scratch. I was talking baby when I was three years old. I cannot say, mommy, daddy. I cannot say that. I was saying, ga, ki, uh, me, huh? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So. That is quite all right. That's still the language or that another, I primarily speak, and I know Josh does too. So you're Another example there. is I was Rugrats. I was basically Tommy and Chucky from Rugrats. That was the language uh, I was speaking. So cool. So you came here in 96, thereabouts. And so English wasn't exactly your first language, but it's so interesting. It doesn't even sound like you had a like a, a, a native home language and you just started learning. How, so tell us how you started learning English then. Well, there were a whole bunch of different ways. One was um, actually watching a lot of cartoons, listening to voice actors through that, um, understanding, you know, English and diction, um, words, uh, grammar, uh, sentence structure through that. Uh, Barney, Sesame Street, Disney, Nickelodeon, uh, Cartoon Network, fun animation, a whole bunch of other stuff. And the other part was reading a lot. Harry Potter was one of them. Mm. I was a huge Harry Potter fan. I would read that like the Bible itself. And the other part was radio, actually. Every night when uh, B95.5 came on, Delilah would have her show. And all the old 90s, uh, sorry, 80s, 90s, and early 2000s love songs were another way I could learn English. But besides all that, it was mostly... Conversation with my mom, my dad, uh, aunts and uncles, and uh, friends, just constantly just listening and being part of the American culture. So, so you used to listen to Delilah. Yes, I was You're listening to Delilah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I've, I've I have listened to her. She is who I, hasn't? Oh my god, <laughs> this is Delilah. She's got actually actually ours. boys boys listen to this. I actually got to talk to her on the phone. What you what? talked to Delilah? How'd you talk to Delilah? So, Tell me she's super nice. All right, hear me out. So my uncle who worked for the New York State managed um, met a person or I think met her that knew her, and for my thirteenth birthday she called me up on the phone and not only did she got get the chance to talk to me she got a chance to my i think it was like um my grandmother was in her, in her 80s or something but uh she spoke to my grandmother and me and we got to talk and i was i think it was in the bathroom when she talk, called and i was like are you really delilah and she's like yes i am and i'm just like oh my god this is so cool but i don't know what else to say hi <laughs> delilah called you that yes. is like that's amazing were you on the air when you talked to her or was it just like a Hey, friend. It was more of a, con- a conversation just on the phone, that which is was nice. so cool. Because I was just a kid, and I, I didn't think they didn't want me to put any, put any pressure on me, which is nice. So it was a very laid-back conversation. She wanted to know more about me. She wished me happy birthday, and she also sent me a signature and a picture of herself saying, Happy birthday, Stoika. Oh, that's beautiful. That is nice. Happy birthday, Stoika. <laughs> Love songs after dark. Love Wasn't that her thing? Wasn't that the, was that the title of the oh, show? Oh, who knows? Yeah, I can't remember. I used to remember it. Um, it was... Um, Love songs tonight, Delilah. <laughs> Delilah, yeah, she had that, her name was sung. I do remember that. <laughs> but she had such a very soft voice. And mm. when my mom was working for the New York State when I was a kid, she was traveling quite a bit. And I was so used to being around women, and I always wanted a mother. I got very lonely during the night. And to not have me so much cry in my bed every night, Delilah would be the mother to take over along with all the love songs to put me to sleep as a lullaby. 
that's beautiful. So in a way, Delilah became like Delilah's voice became comfort. Yes. That's so cool. You know, for me, what I hear in that story is something that I, I very much experienced myself is like, this is, this is what I tell people too. When we're talking about voice acting, like the goal of voiceover work, the goal of being on microphone, the goal of audio is to create an actual emotional experience for a listener. And that's what Delilah did for you. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Plus, so, I get to learn more about the complications of love. So, <laughs> <laughs> at a very young age, <laughs> I'm still I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> I'm trying to think like what did I what else did I listen to when I was a kid? Was it Doctor Drew and Adam Carolla? Uh, what was that show? I can't think of the name of it. Anyways, it's probably better that you were listening to Delilah at at that age. But okay, oh, and so- I also listened to what was it? Chuck and Kelly during the morning um, in the '90s. I think that was in Albany. Chuck and Kelly. Hmm. They were. They were up there too. The power of radio. The power of radio. So, so Stoika, let's fast forward a bit now. So you're now you're older. You're and you started. What? When did you discover that you're like? You know what? I'm really interested in doing voiceover. When did that start for you? That actually started. I was in Kineticon, uh, the Kineticon convention. This um, was about a year ago, about a year ago, and I was watching the voices of Sailor Moon, um, um, uh, Sailor Moon herself. What was it? Um, Luna. And um, oh, if I get this wrong, I'm never going to hear, hear of the end of it from the listeners, Artemis. And they were all there. I told them my backstory. And then when I was just walking away from them, I'm like, you know, they sound like they have a really great job. Hmm. I really like what they do. Let's see what we can do it. And I guess the other way I wanted to do it, I wanted to say a way to say thank you to people to, who taught me this new language. English is not an English, English, sorry. English is not a simple language to learn. It is very complicated. Um, and I guess it was just my way of saying thank you to pay it forward a little bit. That's and, so cool. Yeah, I was going to say, and, and maybe help someone else learn, learn the new language. That also. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a great, that, that's that's phenomenal. So that's kind of where the full, like the... This show got, really, this show got really heavy, man. Yeah. <laughs> But it's beautiful. I'm not, I'm not used. I'm not used to that. It's such a beautiful story. So then you go to this comic con. You see these people that helped you teach you English, and now you're feeling like you know what? That looks amazing. Maybe I can offer that to somebody else. Am I hearing that correctly? That is correct. So that was my way of paying it forward. I mean, when you, I mean, I was just a student. I didn't have any money to say thank you to these people. But I figure, you know, a voice is just as powerful. So I think it was just a nice way for me not only to say thank you, but also to show them what I've learned, what I was taught through them, my family, and friends. So that's kind of where I wanted to go with this. That's super cool. So then you come, you take an adult ed class, uh, do the workshop, and you go through the program uh, uh, here at Voice Coaches. Here's something I kind of, I'm curious about, and we, we talked a little bit about this offline, but I would say out of everyone I've met, you are probably the most tenacious person when it comes to putting yourself out there as a voice actor. And that is a wonderful, wonderful quality that we have to help rare. with. Rare. It is quality. rare. But my question for you is, where does that come from? The way I see it is, and part of it is, I guess, where the Harry Potter fandom came in. I'm a Gryffindor, so we tend to be bold and brave. <laughs> so I've heard, I was, I've heard that about them. <laughs> So I was embrace. I was so. So the way I see life is like, look, I could be quiet as a Hufflepuff, or I could be as cunning as a Slytherin, or I could just sit and read a book the rest of my life and be a Ravenclaw and just be a robot looking that's, at a that's, computer screen. That's what I am. I'm a Ravenclaw, by the way. I was gonna say that's <laughs> probably curious. That's my wife is a Slytherin, and she made me take the test, and I'm a Ravenclaw. 
Oh, serious? Oh, I don't know. Oh, what yeah. to, I don't yeah. even want to say to that couple. Yeah. But anyway, I, I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know what any of that means that I just said. But that's what I was told. I, I've only read the first we went two to, books. Um, yeah. We went to uh, King's Cross Station in London oh, that's uh, awesome. on our honeymoon, oh. and you can take the test, and you get the scarf, and you get to go to platform. <laughs> nine and three quarters. I know some stuff. And, uh, and I was, I was Ravenclaw and she was like, Oh, that's cool. And I was like, I sure. Yeah, that's fine. Do I you guess. know the Horcrux of Ravenclaw? I don't know what that means. Yeah, but I'm, so I'm going to go say no. All right. It's a tiara a crown, but anyway, going back oh, to me, <laughs> I am wearing a hat. I mean, that's pretty close. It's pretty close. Hey, Josh is our princess I could rock here. A tiara. Let's just be honest. Here, guys. I can do that. If there's anyone who's royalty in this room, it is. Oh Josh. God. Oh God. There goes your, there goes your ego. We got to bring it down. Uh, yeah, quite a bit. Right, I can't fit in the studio right now. So tell us more Gryffindor. Um, so anyway, I, I was also raised by an Italian family, and they're very outgoing people usually. Um, so through them and just through what I was taught with um, – I, I was always good at coming up to a person and being like, hi, I'm Stoika. I want to be a friend. I want to be friends with you, or I want to get to know you better. I was always good at that. It was always just a general positive thing that I was good at since I was a kid. Whenever, whenever I was summer camp or doing a volunteer camp, I can even give you an example. I had to do a uh, – uh, a youth, uh, Catholic, um, what's it called? Like a missionary, uh, counselor, uh, yeah, like you were uh, a counselor. Or- no, what's it called? Uh, a summer camp for a painting through a youth group for church. Um, okay. and anyway, um, we had a new member. None of us was willing to go to the same vehicle with her. And I was the one who said, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm willing to learn something new. I'm willing to meet someone new. Let's do it. So I've always had that inside of me. So, I would think that for any future voice actor, you just got to believe in yourself and you got to be proud of what you do. You know, don't be shy. If you are shy, that's okay. But, you know, just saying hello to people and getting to know them and being like, hey, by the way, I'm a voice actor. It's a great way to start. You know, I don't go automatically up to people and say, hey, I'm a voice actor. Nice to meet you. Here's my card. I don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) And that would be a little weird. Yeah, I like it a little much. It would be be awkward. It would be awkward. (laughs) I don't do that. I just like, hey, I'm a stoica. This is what I do. And then as the conversation gets going and they tell me what they do. Oh, oh, you know, that's really cool. You do video games here. I'm a voice actor. If you know anybody, let me know. You know, that's something I've heard you say a number of times in our interactions. And I think it's it's, it's a wonderful quality. You say, I'm a Stoika. You literally like, who are you? I'm a Stoika. Like you lead with your first name and it's so cool. You, it takes so much confidence to do that. And what I hear in your story that it sounds like that you naturally have maybe by virtue of your family, maybe by virtue of just luck of the draw. I'm not sure. Honestly, I don't know. You have so much natural, just like grace and confidence in yourself. And that's such a great quality. And that's something we could all cultivate. Definitely. But it's like what you said before, Sam, you know, everybody has their doubtful moments and I'm still a human being. We we always do. But I always look back to people who taught me English and just listening to people that boost up that confidence. And, you know, that really helps, especially with the support of family, friends and whoever I meet. That always helps bring up that confidence. What do you want to do as a voice actor? Where do you want to go next, Stoika? That's a big question. I know I can. Was, I got heavy. There's a reason Tommy I'm asking. Bomb. Here we go. There's um, no, there's no wrong answer. And there's no wrong this, answer. And it can change. And, and I, it will change. Because I know we've talked and we've had some interactions, and I know that you have a, a, a lot of favorite studios and some. You have some idols that you're kind of emulating your life after. I've always wanted to do animation, video games. Um, I'm more than happy to do audiobooks and anything else, but I've always wanted to work for 
uh, Nickelodeon, Disney, uh, Cartoon Network. Um, hopefully, I'm saying this correctly. Fun animation. I keep saying it wrong for some bizarre reasoning, but oh, yeah, Funimation um, or yeah, I've heard I've heard different things. I'm not. I'm totally wrong. But, but I've I'm, always wanted to meet people that helps me learn a language. And it's not so much being famous. I think it's just like, hey, I was one of your students. I would like to be a student and then pass it on to the next generation of what they're capable of and what, you know, don't let any limitations get to them. I think that's the way I like to think of it within what I want to like to do. So yeah, that's great. And, and I think, uh, you know, your your motivations are such that, like, you you can approach it, you know, full full force because your motivations aren't, you know, they're not thin motivations. It's not fame. It's not money. It's not, you know, uh, to become, you know, the next voice. It's it, it you you have good intentions and your motivations are good for that also. And I think that that kind of helps when you're like, you know what, I'm going to put myself out there because I'm doing this for other people. It's not for me. It's not a selfish thing. Uh, and that's, I, you know, what I, I think that's uh, there's something to be said for that. Definitely. And I've met a lot of people who are not very good at talking to other people. No offense, Josh. But <laughs> I was really like, is she going to say Sam? Sam. I was really, and I'm Sam. so glad you said Josh. I was like, I was like yes. I'm okay with it. But, but I like to think. I don't like talking to people. People are the worst. I think, I think the other way I like to think of it too, I was, I was bullied quite a bit, you know, not learning mm. the language. So in this way, I would like to be the, um, the warrior that looks out for the underdog with my voice, you know, telling them, you know, you do have a voice, use it, use it respectfully. And, you know, someday those bullies are, you know, going to look back and be like, wow, you know, I should have respected that person better. But you have to be an advocate of yourself. You know, you have to show what you're capable of and you have to, you have to try. And that's not always easy with people. You know, next time I have an audition, I'm, I'm calling you up so I get for a little pep talk. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to do this. Josh, you're good enough. You're smart enough. And gosh darn it, people like you. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to do this. I feel like I want to have Stoika call like all of our yeah, students like too, right? Before like, they make their demo little... to be. And then I think, Josh, I think you called it out so well. Like your motivations are so strong, Stoika. And I think that's so important. And even even though I know you, you just said too earlier, and I, I feel this way many times in my life, like even if you're nervous, your motivations, your mission is so much bigger than just like, hey, I want to be famous. It's so much bigger than that, and that keeps you going and putting yourself out there, even even when you're scared, even when you're nervous. And all of us can take a page from that. Like, why are we doing this? What is our mission? What are we trying to do here? How are we trying to help? I think it all goes back to that, and you have it so deeply ingrained Aww, in what you're you. doing. That's super, super cool, and I hope people listening can kind of take a page from that. I really hope that they can see that. And then even if they are feeling nervous, be like, you know what? I can be like Stoika. I too can be a Gryffindor. Well, yeah, and it's, it's not even being nervous. I mean, it's it's falling. It's failing. Yeah. We all fail. Yeah. Like, that's not a big deal. As long as you're able to, you know, pick yourself back up and having a reason to do that is is such a big thing. Why? I mean, no one likes to get knocked down, but why are you pulling yourself back up? And if you're doing it for the right reason, it's a heck of a lot easier to do that. Brush yourself off. Keep moving forward. Definitely, definitely. And when uh, you're, yeah, it's so good. When you're doing that too, then you can't fail. You know what I mean? Like, then it's not about, it's not, even if you, if you keep going back to like why you're doing it, what I love also about your mission too, it's twofold. You have these places that you're like, I would love to work for Disney. I would love to work at these places. I would love to be here, but it's not just about that. So yeah, I can put myself out there. I can try, but if that doesn't work out, I can still do something else that's still in line with my objective, my goal. And I'm saying this is my, but you, like, this is what you're doing, what I'm hearing you say. Definitely. 
So, um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you made me lose my train of thought. Um, all right. So this, this um, show will gr- do that to you. <laughs> It's okay. It happens. We're all talkers. Um, and it's a Friday, too. It's the weekend, guys. Come on. <laughs> um, I was going to say a great example of kind of like what I'm doing is um, Jocelyn is a great example of this. She actually had an interview recently where she said, you know, she loses her confidence on stage and it's her support of her family and friends that get her back on there to do what she can. You know, and I'm sure she's gotten nervous. I'm sure she, there's been mishaps, but she's learned from them and she's learned how to grow from them. And we've all done that. So... That's all you can do is just learn and grow. And actually, you guys are going to laugh at me, but I've been watching the Magic School Bus recently. So <laughs> yeah, me too, but probably for different reasons. <laughs> I, I was listening. I was trying to take what Sam's advice was about listening to other voice actors and why they said the way they said it. And Miss Frizzle and her group of kids, because I have a very young voice, I wanted to listen to her group of kids. And the way that she says, you know, make mistakes, you know, try something different, get, get, dirty. get, rid of, get dirty, you know, get wet. Do you, or, watch, do you watch the new ones or the old ones? Should I, the should old, I, go, should I go? You guys got this. Like, have you, have you seen the new ones? The new ones are pretty good. The no. Magic School Bus uh, Rides Again? No. Uh, I have, it just came out. It's on Netflix. It's, it's pretty good. Um, no, I have, to, I have to watch it. But I'm, I mostly did that because there's been times that I've had, I'm going to honestly say these past two months have been... I would say, I wouldn't say stressful, but it's been up and down. I've had my moments where like, I don't know what I'm doing, what I'm doing. I just hope it works. And for some bizarre reason, I needed a good story just to remind me, okay, everything's going to be okay. And, you know, the magic school bus was kind of the best way to pick myself back up. I mean, it's not adult television, granted, but I guess the voice of Miss Frizzle just helped me boost myself back up. So voices do have a great impact on you, especially if you're nervous. That's so cool. So oh. cool. And you're learning in the process. You're putting yourself out there. You're doing so many things. And the, uh, something that I know that we haven't really touched on, but I, that you do, and I want to kind of just tell everyone about this, is that Stoika is great at contacting people. She reaches out. She'll email. She'll call. She'll talk to them in person. She sent us brownies here. She sent us brownies in the studio. Delightful just, brownies. Which we all very much enjoyed. And she keeps... She keeps her name in front of people. She's not afraid to pick up the phone and call. She'll call in if she has a question. She talks. She reaches out to these other studios. And she's doing it tactfully as well. And she she's doing all these things. And what I'm hearing you say now is that you're continuing to learn and continuing to grow. And we can all take a page from that. There's also, There was so, much, so many ways we can do that, even if it's watching the Magic School Bus. <laughs> I mean, Lily Tomlin can help anybody out. I mean, that's, she, that's the voice she's, of Frizzle. She's, she's a great voice. She does. She, she has does. a great teacher voice. And I actually hmm. was, I, I think the re- other reason I was starting to watch it, I miss being in school. I miss listening to that mm. teacher that's just like, everything's going to be okay. Let's see what we can learn today. Let's learn from our mistakes. You know, make chances, you know, take risks. That's part of life. And do, the, do you know who sings the, the theme song to Magic School Bus? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> Little Richard. Really? No. True story. Little Richard sings the theme song to the Magic School Bus, to the I, original Magic School Bus. Not I, making that up. Actually, can you name uh, guest, uh, two guest stars from the Magic School Bus? <laughs> the original one? Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Malcolm Jamal Warner's on there. He's Theo from the... From, from the Cosby show, but that's probably a little bit before your time. <laughs> no, I, I remember him. Uh, I, I, I cannot. I'm trying to think. I, we, we watch it, not too. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I, I, my son watches it, and I watch it because I enjoy it, too. I used to read the books. I had the... I got... <laughs> 
true. This is a true story. Do you know how I got the books and I still have them? Scholastic Book Club. I know. Boom, Scholastic Book Club. And the, that's that, how I got them. That's the same thing with Harry Potter Love books. It. But anyway, actually, Dom de Louise and Dolly Parton were mm. actually guest stars on the show. That's right. Dom de Louise was the uh, wasn't he the chef? The he Italian. Was. Uh, the, yeah. I, we just watched that one. Yes, and just actually, I'm gonna ne- go. actually going back to okay, voice acting. I wanted to explain to you guys some other voice actors that I loved listening to as a narrator and what really made me happy listening to. So. Dom DeLees was one of them. He mm. had a booming, happy voice. He was pretty much Robin Williams. He was just, he mm. was very optimistic. He had a great booming voice, and he was in a lot of Don Bloss films that I just adored and loved. The other person, um, Brenna Felton, was from the Disney films, but you guys, that's, I don't know if you guys know of her voice, but she was like Cinderella. She was the um, Queen of Hearts. She was uh, Winifred the Elephant in Disney's Jungle Book. She was done. She, I think she did like ten to twelve different Disney voices in the old, older classics, and there's there's so many more like Monica Reel, um, Tara Strong, uh, Laura Bailey. Uh, who else? Chris, Christopher Sabat. I mean, I could go on forever practically. <laughs> so well, this has been great, Stoika. Is there any any last words you can think to that you would w- wish you had known when you started out doing voiceover, when you'd started your training, or like just any advice you'd want to give to somebody starting starting new or somebody who might be nervous? The best advice I can give you is just give it a shot. Mm-hmm. See how far you can go. You know, it's what David said. People people aren't happy because um, people aren't happy with what they do. But unless you do something about it, then you're never going to be happy. So just give it a shot. Try try giving it a shot. That's the best advice I can give you, you know, and see if you like it. You know, at least you can say to other people, hey, I tried this and it worked. And if I didn't work, oh, well, let's go to back to, to, um, to the board. <laughs> Awesome. That's be, that's great. And that, well, that kind of wraps up Magic School Bus Trivia. So uh, anyone else? Uh, <laughs> that's, all, that's, all I, that's all I got. That's all I got. I was sitting here waiting with that joke for like 20 minutes. I mean, we can <laughs> always talk about Stranger Things, guys. I mean, that's a great <laughs> show. That, too. that is a great Let's show. Do <laughs> um, Don't be a 12. Be an 11. <laughs> So yeah, that's, that's awesome. all I got. Well, so again, we can't thank you enough for, for coming in this morning uh, and uh, and chatting with us um, here in our little circus. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's uh, and you can see how the sausage is made in here, and it's it's ugly, it's ugly. <laughs> but we have fun, we have fun. But no, really, I mean, it, thank you for for chatting with us for a little bit. Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information.